0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome and thanks for joining us. You've tuned in to another episode of the Old Terps Podcast, brought to you by the good folks at Newman. Uh, Fellas, for everybody listening in the car, this is the voice of Andrew
1: Terrell, the coach.
2: Coach, this is Kevin Herter. This is just Kevin.
1: Travis Wellman, um, number one prospect in the country. Reese Moiner former
2: five-star
0: <laughs> five
3: we're
2: just I, saying I, things that aren't reese especially that <laughs> especially uh, that. reese Mon-
0: My my favorite <laughs> yeah, my favorite reese mona story of all time is is the first pregame we ever had kevin and i are setting up the uh the living room for the festivities good good fun night with the boys uh clean fun clean fun it, clean it was fun. one of those oh, where you always really clean to go. fun always you, been clean, you've got one. you've got an extra scoop of detergent the cleanest for yeah you got it you got an extra scoop of detergent in the in the laundry because we're gonna be clean clothes that night um got to clean anyway reese reese shows up and is fired up about joining the squad um at one point he was he was quoted saying no i i, I think i'm gonna actually play this year i said <laughs> reese
3: like
2: oh. <laughs> this guy <laughs> is just lying everybody was like me, all right back no, me up, Kevin, back me up. <laughs> yeah. it was yeah you came in with some expectations we just had uh, to andrew yeah. had to set him straight had to set him so, straight because he tweeted cool. his damn
1: commitment four times on twitter you looked through his twitter in 2015 it was Reese <laughs> to committed to maryland reasonable <laughs> to committed to maryland i'm so excited to join the terps he was on the court eight times bro <laughs> Well Reese Mona hit him. reset Reese hit him with the
0: First and Foremost, I'd like to thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're committing when you when you start the, the, a statement with that.
2: Well it was almost I started <laughs> to believe it because honestly Reese was I looked up Reese's high school highlights. I don't think I looked up Trav's till like mid-freshman year. Because I showed up. Reese was like on the visit where it was like I mean, we were talking, like, Reese was coming in and he was playing. I was like, all right, like, let me go look. You know, he played with Ant. Let me go look up his highlights. And uh, so he was one of the first. Andrew, I don't I don't know if you – do you have highlights on YouTube? That's crazy. <laughs> hey, I, I think I tried to you find guys. Them. You
0: guys remember the Austin Rivers <laughs> thing a couple weeks ago where it's like – in his generation, only five stars were getting hoop mixtapes. No, I didn't pay some guy to hold a video camera in the stands. For for me to go out and get fair. get you know fifteen to eighteen um, points on on seven of forty five shooting, <laughs> like I'd be the. best. No, they said Drew, actually like they said Drew had no buckets. That's what, what they're talking about. Reese Ree- <laughs> has no idea that D. M. V. Basketball, yeah, it's strong. Reese, I would have locked you up in every facet wow. of the game. Wow, wow, <laughs> but wow! What happened? What wow. are you talking about? Reese Mona led led the <laughs> dude. No no star player is taking charges. <laughs> never taken a charge. That's that's a fact. I, I was never a star player. That's
3: Reese was first
2: team all hustle. You would have hated playing against him. You wouldn't have guarded him. You would have pointed to someone else to guard him because it just would have been too <laughs> much right. effort for the too full much for the full thirty two minutes of a high school game. To I be mean, like, dude, I am not boxing this guy out yeah uh, i'm not guarding it's like him. grow up bro i just i just he's, he's being too physical i just took a, a two-hour two calculus
1: test i'm exhausted mentally and physically and i got a reese is nagging all over the court taking charges diving on the floor i got my coach yelling play hard play as hard as he plays it's just like shut the hell up go home go back to the reese farm is just
0: lucky he never got drug tested for steroids because that guy there's no guys no guys stronger in the gym I mean, the guy is just a, a hustle magnet. I've never seen somebody get on the floor more often than than Reese.
2: Well, well, here's the thing: if you're Reese, if if you're one of the few white guys on your team, either you shoot the piss <laughs> out of it or you take charges. And uh, and Reese was he out there shooting the piss out of it. So he had no, no choice. <laughs> he would not shooting. Hey, hey,
3: not, hey, high school. I could shoot it. I could shoot that thing. I was 42 percent one practice. My some freshman, I was wide open, didn't pass it to him. He said, Reese. Why are you going to let that freshman not pass to you? You need to look at him and say, give me the fucking ball. I'm shooting 40% from three. What are you doing? I was like, <laughs> I'm a like hate right then, now? And, and then, then, then Reese jogged over, gave him a pat on the and ass and, ass and said, it's shoot.
0: okay.
3: <laughs> he went not at got it. Yeah. And then college couldn't
2: shoot that. Yeah. <laughs> shoot. We got to get, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get C. on the pod to uh, confirm or deny these. Ann will be on Some the pod.
0: And stuck up for Reese in a big way at the beginning because of that comment Reese made of of potentially playing. Uh, like I said last last podcast, <laughs> we're not you know walk ons aren't coming into play, guys. You know you're there to you're there to look good. The one thing and feel good.
2: The one thing he did though, I will give him credit. Reese Reese got some real minutes uh, at the end no, of his career. He did. So I guess he did. no,
0: he he balled <laughs> he out. Did. This is not a diss on Reese at all. Reese played in a. In around a round of 32 game, like, serious minutes. Not not a lot of people in the world can say that. I'm so we're, glad that
2: I can't say You remember we are <laughs> My sophomore year, we were at home getting our ass kicked by Michigan. Yeah. Remember, it was like a big game, big crowd. We came out, they got an early jump. Reese checked into the game for somebody, and we're like, we're picking a full court now. Shit, like I'm pointing, like yeah, Reese, you got him. I'll, I'll get this <laughs> yeah. guy back here. He like, hit a couple steals, transition layup. The guy was fired. Bro, up. I remember that layup. And that uh, layup was still fired too funny, little... but I think those were those were a hey, Little little right. Was that the assist on that? Little right-handed with I the think little, was, little backwards. I want it was
3: you at-led yeah. the Ant, Aunt passed it to me, and I thought Jordan Poole was going to send it into the student section. One of, we, I was nervous, but he didn't go. We up. were getting
1: whooped so bad that Duncan Robinson was talking nonstop shit, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he wouldn't shut up."
2: Did was he, bro? I don't know. If Duncan he, was ever. He
1: walked by the bench. He walked. We we were down like forty at halftime. I was there in a the walking boot. Drew was next to me, also in a walking boot. And he walked. He was running jogging to the locker room. He looked at us. He said, and I know his voice sounded like this. He was like, y'all get y'all ass whooped. (laughs) I remember you actually telling me that as we walked into the locker room.
0: That same quote, he said, didn't know his voice sounded like that. (laughs) I didn't didn't remember you saying that until you just brought that up. But that is true.
2: Uh, I've been playing against him for six seven years now i don't know if i've ever like heard a full sentence actually he's got a podcast i think that's where i heard him talk but like he's never really talked at all on a basketball court at least to me huh nothing either way like nothing like (laughs) nothing shit talk no like it's more just the guy just goes about his business that's a little surprising
0: okay maryland michigan state at michigan state craziest game of all time because we started out 15 to 0 even worse we were at the end I forget who played before us but it was a big game so you just had the little scoreboard in the top right corner and you were tracking it and it's like seven to zero 11-0 14-0 and you're like oh shit is this going to be Michigan all over again yeah. state of Michigan did not start games well for us uh but Michigan State we battled back did a lot of good things
2: you know, it took us a sec. We had to settle into that game. I think that was a game we were worried about going into it. Like, it's, you do not going to Michigan State. Maryland does not have a very long history of going in and winning at Michigan State unless Anthony Cowan or Des Wells is on your team. Yeah. Um, so that's a tough game to go into and win regardless. The 15-0 to start, it was like, okay, we might get ran out of the gym, but give us credit, we battled. Like, we had a chance to win that late in the second half. We battled. We just grinded out the game. And uh, like you kind of come away with it, I feel like for me, it wasn't like it, the game didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. It was like you know, we started off horrible, but you came away from it like, you know, that turned out better than expected. It showed the fight. Uh, we weren't overwhelmed in that environment. And then obviously went home and got a, got a, a well-needed W at home after. But uh, like the way we fought and battled in that game was nice to see. I thought Izzo
1: was going to absolutely lose his mind on the sideline because there was like a period of time in that second half. They turned the ball over like five times in a row, just like stupid shit. Like Joey Hauser just dropped the ball on the floor and ran back down on defense. I don't know. And it's like you don't really expect that from a Michigan State team in early February. Like you think they are pretty well tuned, fine tuned. They turned the ball over, I think, four, five, six times in like the, just like the last 10 minutes. And that's how we got back in the game because we were just getting out, getting run out. Hakeem got a couple of like easy buckets in transition. Um, and we've talked about that before, like as a theme, like transition points because we don't shoot the ball well. And we also didn't shoot the ball well that day. Like we were three for 22 from three. Um, I don't Jesus. I don't know how you kind of expect to win big 10 road games when you shoot 13% from three.
3: Well, and I don't think, that Michigan State team or this Michigan State team is that good, but I still just think going to Michigan State, it's highly unlikely that the Terps got the win. But I think I hate. There's no plus sides and no positives for me for losing. But they did fight. They fought hard, and it was cool that they did have a chance near the end, even though they started down 15 nothing. Think that if they cut that 15-0 run. Start the game. They have a great shot to win at Michigan State, which is good. And like Travis said, they shot the ball awful again but still almost beat michigan state on the road so that's good signs um and then like kev said then they went to work and beat um
0: a penn state team that they should beat at home when you guys think of michigan
3: what, State, i know we're
2: not a michigan <laughs> State.
0: When, when you guys think of michigan state um what's the what's the first word that comes to mind besides is but like theme toughness. of their team tough toughness. toughness every day for sure the and they run it, it's Exactly. And when you so when you think toughness in Michigan State, you think maybe not as much. I mean, they do, you know, box you out hard. They're strong. They're physical. But I'm talking more mental toughness on the side of they don't make stupid mistakes. They get back on defense. They don't give transition points. They rebound hard and they push the ball. That whole game, what Travis was alluding to when he thought Izzo was going to lose his brain. That is so unlike Michigan State and maybe not as much this year. But that's a huge, you know, attribute toward Maryland and us taking them out of their comfort zone and what they are notorious for the past 20 years of of Michigan State basketball, which I think is a huge plus for Maryland that we were able to do that. And it's like... And with their
3: physical toughness, though, too, is that they chuck cutters. And if people don't know what that is, if you're trying to cut or roll to the rim, I saw one time Juju was rolling and the guard coming up just hits him hits him, and they're not going to call that against Michigan State because Juan Izzo would erupt, the place would erupt. So at Michigan State, you're going to get hit. It's going to be a foul, but they're not going to call it. And I saw Jameer try to throw it to Juju on rolling, and a guy just chucked him, and it was a bad turnover. And seeing that, you're like, what What type of pass was that? But as Michigan State is chucking, literally hitting a cutter as he's trying to go to the rim, but the rest will never call that at Michigan State. I will State.
1: say, out of like all the programs we play against consistently, I think I respect them as much as anybody because – First of all, like Drew said it eight times, toughness. We say like, you know, teams embody, like they take on the persona of their team. And not only are they physically tough, they're pretty mentally tough. Like they don't really get rattled very often. They shake off mistakes. They're resilient, guys like that. And the other thing is like when you play Michigan State, you know exactly what you're getting. Like they don't change up for anybody. Like you know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to run. They're going to play physical defensively. They're going to run those wide pin downs and get a guy coming off for like a mid-range shot. Um, and it's like I don't know I, I think that's like something programs should aspire to is just like that's us that's who we're going to be if you want to beat us you have to be better at that and, and they run in such a high volume way
0: that empty side it's not even an empty side it's a top of the key pick and roll with a shooter in the opposite corner that's coming out and then it's a choice between the guard and so that corner replace. say it again Kev
2: the roll replace like they, they run a ball screen and they loop their and they loop their wing back behind the play. So basically, like if you're that weak side defender, you have to either take away roll or defend a shooter. And most of the time, you can't do both. What, what would you say? It's tough. Like they've always
0: ran it. What would you? How would you guard it? Is it is it literally pick your poison or is there a way to guard that you you think?
2: Like you got to pull. I mean, obviously you scout it. So if you didn't scout it, it would be a single man eye, like a single tag. The way to guard on that side is you gotta tag them high. Tag the roller high. So you kind of chuck them, like Reese had said. Chuck them high and then you get out to the shooter to kind of take away the roll. But if you scout it, you can pull defenders from the weak side. You can see it coming. Like they'll load one side of the ball in front of the ball. Yeah. And usually that, you know, if, if you have a regular defense, the low man on the strong side is a no help for a roller. But if you're scouting it, you know it's coming, like you can use that guy to help too. But it's it's a tough play. I mean, I remember playing against it. It was Cassius Winston, Miles Bridges, and I think they— McQuaid. Had, you know, the McQuaid guy back in the day, and or Josh Langford, like, filling behind. And I remember they got us on it the first time, and then after, I think we called a timeout and went over it again in the huddle. But it's like, they've always ran it. It's a tough play That's to go. That's the thing, though. You're saying those names, they don't—the issue with them this year, yes. they don't quite have that personnel this year.
1: Like— At all. Because back in the nope. day, they, it was nope. Cassius, it was Langford, it was McQuaid, it was— miles bridges it was nick ward and all these guys who were like you had to really really guard jaron jackson. jackson like they had they had they had guys like they had guys well, you know
0: what you can do now is you can go under everything so those those Bogart pin downs shoot. go tyson under walker
1: it. will shoot tyson walker well, will shoot now, he's a killer he's, a he's, the, ol- he's the only too. one though the rest of the guards won't can also shoot. kill them hauser is streaky they don't have they don't have the same personnel this year I couldn't agree more. I don't
2: think Hauser's kind of worked out for him the way he was supposed to. I think Hauser was supposed to kind of go in there and be a He's, he's be supposed a to be his brother. Him. And it kind of always... F- right. Well, it kind of always feels like he's in foul trouble. He's not quite as effective. Like, I don't know. It's... Like, it doesn't... He's not a typical guy that Izzo gets to go there, right? Like, yeah. But his freshman year, he, misses, it's a little misses... He's a little bit of an He's supposed to he's
0: shots by, like, feet, too. Which is so rare for, mm-hmm. like, a guy that shoots it as well as he... As well as he does, like, I, I'm saying does with a question mark because he hits big shots, but, man, he misses a ton of open shots, which you can't have when you're running those, you know, you need somebody to chase on that pin down. That's the only way their offense works. Or you can't have somebody that can just plug the paint, you know. If you're going to be the shooter, you're going to be the guy, you got to hit at a pretty consistent clip, especially when they're wide open. His
1: issue, I think, is he said, like, if y'all remember his freshman year, he was, like, he was like on the trajectory to being, like, a stud like a really 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 good college player and right. he hasn't really taken that next step to being like the guy like he's a good yeah. college player he's a great role player he will get you 10-ish points and some rebounds every game but he was doing that his freshman year and you're thinking like okay year by year he might right. turn into like a 18 and you know i don't know he, he just hasn't panned out quite but the way i think we would have thought agreed it's because I don't think he
3: can do as much as he has to do for this team. I think, like you said, he's more of a role player. I don't think, and Kevin says he's in Faucher, well, Yeah, he's guarding guys I don't think he should be guarding. I think he's kind of out of position, and he has to do too much for Michigan State than he really should yeah, be. I agree. And also, would, we want to talk about story and going against the old Michigan States. This is just a story about Daryl Morsell, how funny <laughs> he is and how much he doesn't care. But we are down 30 at Michigan State. And... Daryl's talking to Miles Bridges and we're like what is he saying Daryl's a 30. freshman, by the way yes and then they're at the free throw line and Daryl's talking trash and he's like and Miles Bridges is like bro look at like scoreboard we're up by 30 scoreboard but Daryl's like y'all stink he was like scoreboard Daryl goes no you personally <laughs> suck to Miles <laughs> Bridges
2: as we're down 30 it's like bro I I remember him Cause he was I mean he low key Was locking him up He like He was in him And he's like Clapping in his face Like yeah Like the Daryl Just smiling Trying to get him going He's like You suck And Miles is like Bro you're down 30 He's like No no Like you personally You suck <laughs> And he's and like Miles like, I think Miles was like One of those Like bro I'm from Flint He's I'm from Baltimore yeah, I'm Bro like, from Baltimore. like I'm from <laughs> Like right away Daryl Like Daryl came out That's why everybody loved And i remember World Sitting World there feeling like like, Daryl, shut up, bro. It's just because, like... You just smile. Like, Daryl would just smile. It, and it didn't matter. Like,
0: being down 30 on the road is such a demoralizing feeling. There is nothing good because not only are you thinking about the end of that game, you're thinking about the locker room when Turgeon yells. Then you're thinking about the plane ride home that's going to suck. You don't get home till 3 a.m. And then you have to walk around campus the next day, and everybody looks at you like... <laughs> You suck. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you know, Daryl didn't care. He was he was one of those like all time best teammates for kind of every situation where he never got too high, he never got too low. He kept the room light, and man, he played harder than shit. So no, but he was he was always funny. Uh, My,
1: anyway, he's the go best. Ahead, he is he is I think like out of all like all time great teammates, he is one of the best. This is a story I always say. We were in Italy. And on that foreign tour, 2018, we are on the bus. Drew, you got sick. Yeah. You started feeling bad. You were like laying down, like you about to throw up.
0: Sick. <laughs> People forget I was hungover that was
1: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hung over as hell that whole time. And isn't like in the back of the bus, like, man, shut up. Like <laughs> don't care. Almost and, beat the shit out of him, by the way. Daryl stood up. It was like, Drew, you okay, bro? He, you're like, yeah, I'm fine, but I'm trying to take a nap. Daryl like, took his shirt off and was, like, fanning you off in the back of the bus for, like, 15 minutes on the highway. And I was, like, how many guys <laughs> playing Division I college basketball would stand up and fan off their teammate on the highway? As, you know what I'm saying?
3: Like, right, that's he, not,
1: like. And it's no, offense to,
3: it's no offense to Drew or us, but it's, like, that guy starts, yeah. and this guy,
0: does, we don't play. But he would do
3: that, do that for, for anybody, any of bro. us.
1: He's, he's, like, one of the best guys, genuinely best
0: guys probably ever. I, I also think that I... kind of segues into also, like, this this was a question, and I know we're going to hit the Penn State game here in a second, but somebody was asking about how it was being a walk-on and if, like, people on your team thought of you differently or less. And it's like the same way we don't look at Kevin the way a lot of people would. We're like, oh, my God he's in the NBA, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's cool. But, like, we don't look at him like that. Same way – he doesn't sit there and be like, oh, you, wait, you you don't start in the Big Ten. You know, he doesn't give a shit. Like, it was kind of like that with our whole team. Everybody treated everybody equally in their own niche. So, like, you know, you, you didn't go up to Anthony and go hyper mode. He was chill. He was calm. He would play video games. You know, he was one of those type of guys. Nobody looked at anybody differently. And I can always say that was probably my favorite part of being at Maryland, you know, in the role that I was in, at least.
2: Well, here's the thing, though, is, is all 15 players, whether on scholarship or not, got up at 6.30 a.m. to go lift and were held to the same standard. You were on the sleds just like I was on the sleds, all getting up for the same thing. We were all going up to study hall, studying the same stuff. I'm trying to cheat off Reese and Travis and to get into the business school for two years. Like We were all going through the exact same thing at the same time. All that matters, like just our minutes and the games were were off. But it's like the same, like the same benchmarks. The the coaches held everyone to the same standard, and all that like went into it. And like there were times, like you know, old coaches and and uh, you know, old staff members you know, would try to put a line and you try to kind of create things. And like I feel like every player always had each other's back because it was like you know we always had a rule. You. On, on days you had a lift like you took care of your roommates you knocked on the door to make sure they're awake and it was like that was like the little thing that that everyone did at least at at least at maryland know you're talking about like you know nobody treated anybody differently i think mean, it's part there of the was, experience there was also
1: that ahead, like it's just, it's just something like it's hard to like put into words but like that's part of the experience that goes well like you know under the radar behind the scenes is like you go to war with these guys 24 7 seven days a week and everything right like again study hall going to war weights we're going to war together kevin has to make a free throw to end the lift then i have to make a free throw to end the lift you know what i'm saying like and then we go to practice like we're going at each other like we we your walk on your job is to make guys better and go to war and practice so like we're in practice like if kevin's guarding me i'm trying to cook his shit i'm i'm trying i'm trying to abuse him yeah, and that's just and what it would. is and I, would. And I would, would I would kill him I would. <laughs> and let him know too he kept in at the foot speed man every single guy in that roster I killed at some point or another it's just, just what it is they all ask him whatever I killed everybody at some point or another but that's just what it was and then you go back and it's all love you play video games you hang out you do it again the next day like you spend so much time together that like I got to college and I knew these guys for three months and it felt like I knew them for like 18 years There's,
0: there is no nothing I, I always try to explain it to people, and it is impossible for me to explain how close we all were. You know what I mean? Like it, it to me was impossible to say. Like we spent <clears throat> every second of the day together, but we all knew each other's limits. You know what I'm saying? Like I t- I said this to Kevin the other mm-hmm. day. Sometimes it's really tough when you're with friends from high school or even before to be like, "Yo, I'm going." you know, I'm going to sleep. I don't even, I don't want to hang out anymore. I just want to go. I want to do my own thing. Like we all had so much time together that we all knew, you know, if he wanted to go chill by himself, it wasn't anything, but we were just so, it's tough for me to explain how close we all were. You know what I mean? Like it really was like a, a family. That's just how it was. Everybody, you, you know, like I call Kevin's mom, like mama herder. Like, it's it's things like that like everybody's mom is their mom for a weekend like everybody helped each other it's just how it was it
1: literally is a family you do do, like what you do with your family with your teammates like we eat together we like take rides together like if you're going down the street to get something i'm gonna ask you if you want something like it literally is your family and like you're you're living a slightly different college experience than everybody else and you're kind of having that shared like this is us this is our circle like we have each other's backs because that's that's all we have and if we got in a fight, we'd beat out Well, the thing is, like, the thing, is, the way, like, <laughs> the thing
2: <laughs> like our was like our experience at Maryland was different from other schools. Like, our living arrangements, we were all like in the same apartment building in rooms like right across the hall in the back corner of an apartment. Like, going up the back staircase to get to the gym. Like, we kind of in. And there were definitely students on campus that used to say this to us like as a knock. Like you only basketball players only fuck with each other. Like you guys are are you guys only are cool with each other, only got friends. It's like we all live together. We all live across the hall from each other. Like we all walk to the gym together. We're a pre like I unfortunately have to see these guys for twenty four hours of the day. Like it's just kinda of one of those things like I don't I don't really wanna know yeah. anybody else. Like you're you're cool, I see you out at campus, but like I'm gonna go back home. And if I need toilet paper, I'm going and I'm stealing it from Andrew's room. Like, like if I'm going to play, like, if I need, if Anthony needs cereal, he's going and he's stealing the milk out of Josh (laughs) Tomajic's fridge down the hallway. Like, like all that type of stuff happened. Um, and it was like if, if you didn't lock your bedroom door like your stuff Game was over. in a in a nice way it wasn't like you know we're calling the cops but like your stuff was getting stolen by somebody like pettiness like I need silverware if you didn't lock your door someone was oh, coming and taking your forks and you're finding it in someone else's sink down the hall and like that's like true that's true brother yeah. shit like that's like the things at home like you get pissed at your brothers for like that's the way it was. And there was, you know, other schools that you go in as a freshman and you're in regular dorms with students and they try to integrate you. They were like, hey, this is this is your little posse. Yeah, stay with that group. Don't branch out too yeah. far.
3: Yeah. And I think it's great. I mean, it's like the culture we talked about. Like, I don't think most schools are like that. And Daryl would talk to me about the schools he looked at. And like you said, at schools like Villanova, you go room with a random kid. Like, no, from day one, these are your brothers. Um, and you guys will come so close and have an incredible culture. And I think it shows on the court, um, guys always helping each other up and it was just special to
1: be a part I think of something so, else that, that like said. is, is like underrated is like, it's not easy to do what we did. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause at every point of your college experience, like there's somebody against you. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to practice and your coaches are like kind of like, not, not against you, but they're like, they're on your case. Your teachers are on mm-hmm. your case. Your strength coach is on your ass. Kyle Tarp used to yell at me like shit just to like you know motivate me. Whatever. You go on a road and play a road game. There's 17,000 people yelling at you, screaming at you, like against you. That's the enemy. You might only have that group of 15, 16 plus you know the traveling party is 25. Like <clears throat> that is that is your that is your posse. That's 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 your brothers in the arm. That's your 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 bunker buddies. Yeah, and you would you would bring
0: it in before games too, like after the starting lineup was announced or something like that. And I remember there were a lot of times on the road where we would all just sit there and we'd huddle up. And Rashid Suleiman said this all the time. And he was like he, he told everybody to mute out the outside noise. So when we were at North Carolina, my freshman year, it was the lo- it was the loudest pregame announcing I've ever heard. And he brought everybody in, he was like mute the entire mute everything in the background. And everybody just took a deep breath and he's like, this is all we have. He's like, we came here in this circle and we're going to leave here in this circle. It's either with a W or it's not, but we're going to do everything that we can for it. And it's like, when you know that, when you know you have somebody that, you know, Instagram and Twitter, like that stuff was tough. Like that was tough to deal with social media. If you airballed a shot in a game, you are getting shit on. Like even as a walk-on, like we're getting death threats on the road. Like people hated us, you know? But no matter what, you knew if anything were to ever happen, like I would turn around, and I knew I knew Kevin was swinging. I knew Reese, you know, I knew. Tra- it was one of those you just always knew you had somebody on your side. And luckily for us, we had 15 people at all times.
1: So I'm about to tear yeah. up, man. I'm about it's to tear up. I miss it. I miss there's it. There's some things. <laughs> I mean,
2: there's some stories. I don't know if we can do it where we don't name names, but there's there's real life stories of it. That some. Some stuff that went down We're on life, campus, man. fights, some you couple know, some smacks, things man. behind the scenes, some real, real life, life <laughs> stuff. <laughs> a couple <laughs> smacks went down in public areas. A couple, couple <laughs> smacks here uh, and
0: there. People forget Kev. Kev was a wild card, man, at some points. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I just started yelling things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the guy in the back. Hold me back. Uh, all right, no. here so, a real no
1: fast. Kevin would steal all your forks, <laughs> Kevin would take all of your silverware and not give it back. I'm the one who had all the forks and silverware.
0: That's not what true. What are you talking about? My room had everything after my mom. Your mom visited after you my mom twice, yeah.
2: twice a month.
0: After my, after my mom came and, and supplied the entire, the entire team. That might even be a violation. Bought <clears throat> groceries for the, whole, for the whole fucking team. I, maybe that's why everybody liked
1: me because my mom paid for it. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. We were, we were 25 oh, deep in Buffalo Wild Wings that day. Yeah, that shit was awesome. It was great. That shit was awesome.
0: Um, okay, real quick before we're just gonna we're gonna do a couple a uh, couple more q and A's because I asked some questions. people had good questions. but real fast seventy four sixty eight Maryland beat Penn State. Um, it was a game that we were supposed to win, a game that we did win. Crowd showed out. Everybody's excited. Did. I think we continue our leap forward toward uh, getting seating in March. So you know we won't go too in depth with that. They did their job, but uh, we can come back to that when we hear some of these questions. so, one of the first anybody yeah. have anything on penn state
2: i want you it feels lose to like Penn state at home can't lose penn not state at home lose but that is state i know it's bigger in football that kind of feels like it could be a little rivalry right? you know we talked about it last week i think that's the it's i think the that's bet. the one that's it's brewing yeah but
3: what, what? ever since Diggs did not shake their hands i thought that was going to start it and they beat him. at penn state they walked up to do the coin toss and stefan Diggs. And the captains did not shake their hands, and they beat them. maybe yeah. be whooping our
1: ass in football, though. Yeah. Maybe whooping our ass in football. Whooping.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, wait, yeah, wait, wait, the <laughs> only thing I I think. <laughs> of, remember a couple of years ago, dude. The blackout <laughs> game. The most embar- might be the mo- might be the most oh embarrassing moment gosh. in like Maryland sports history. Up. They shut down the school Friday, canceled classes, blackout. What was the final score zero then? We were down, down.
1: forty to it's zero. To, half. Was
2: it like fifty-nine to nothing?
1: I had to leave and we were throw down up. 40 like, What? Like I had to leave and throw up because I was sick to my stomach watching that football game. Hey, where Talk did we head? that trend? like Bentley's. Bentley's. <laughs> I did with <what> <laughs> the about. It?
2: They had Micah Parsons <laughs> on that too. <laughs> Probably.
1: Yeah, they did. I think they did. Had to. Yeah, had to. Came
2: in there. Oh my
3: god. It felt like they had Saquon Barkley still too. What do you mean? you yeah. it felt like they
0: did. <laughs> That was the easiest they ran all that over was the easiest them. like win of all time for a team. Maybe ever.
1: I think we had okay. like Instagram, like take over to Instagram Stop. for a day. We had recruits on campus, Maryland up and coming football yeah. program. Look at us. We have fun, this and that. We got stomped out. Hey, but Lockley's <laughs> getting
3: it done. I don't I don't want to hear it. Yes. He's slowly I think the last thing, like six wins, seven wins, eight wins. They're doing
2: talk good. about a red bottom. That's
0: what that game, yeah. That was purple <laughs> <The> <laughs> You know what we say well, that to that though? <laughs> we're basketball. We're we're basketball. Purple <laughs> We're a basketball school. Who cares? The same thing that they say right. when we beat them in basketball. We're a football school. Who cares? That's why a rivalry is really yeah. tough to get started. You need two basketball teams to be a rivalry. You need a
1: brawl. You need a brawl to start a so we rivalry. We need we need, need somebody brawl.
0: to. You need, you need we a need brawl. a. Hey, people are saying New Mexico State might be our next rival. <laughs>
1: I don't think we want those problems. <laughs> Dude, they don't, craziest they don't play story in college basketball right now. That whole
0: program in shambles. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Not. Uh, we're not even going to get into it because that will that'll lead us down a, a crazy rabbit hole. But craziest story in basketball. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up New Mexico State. Um, okay, moving on. So, scouting report real quick. Purdue at the crib Thursday. They just came off of a loss, which freaks me out typically Sucks. really good teams Contest. don't lose two
1: games in a row what do you guys think i got a question i'm gonna start with a question you're playing a guy like zach Eady, kevin he's dominant he's a, he's a dominant college basketball player point blank you, you i think you have two options you you can sell out and just say he's not scoring we're gonna make the other guys beat us maybe you single out a couple other guys to try to get them to beat, it, beat you or you can say we're gonna let Edie get his. He's going to score his maybe, it could be 30, but we're not going to let the other, other guys get off. How do you approach this game?
0: I just talked about this with some, oh, when I, I, so yes. I went to the Purdue-Iowa game the other day and I said to myself, I'm a huge believer when somebody is that big and that dominant that you let them get theirs and you, you don't let other people shoot. I said that same thing though against Isaac Haas. And we kind of did that. We didn't really double at first. And I talked to PJ Thompson, who's a coach at Purdue, after the game. And he was like, What are you doing? He was like, We're, we're still college kids. Like a, a hook shot by a 7 4 guy on a single team, no double, is cash money. But if you're going to, if you don't double us, you know, or if you double us, then you're relying on a college shooter to hit a three, which I think is the smarter play personally because i just don't think college kids are that good on the road
2: i am a big proponent and do not let another team's best player beat you and i think in the case of like a zach Eady, uh and they like they obviously practice this like every team doubles this guy they work on how to get the ball to the second side like i'm a big like teams get so accustomed to playing a certain style in a certain way That if you just allow them to do what they do, throw the ball inside to Zach, go one on one, make defenses collapse, and kick out, hit a three, like that is exactly the type of flow and game that Purdue wants to run. Like right away, I'm like Zach Eady. There's one guy in this game that if they're going to come in here and beat us in our own gym, it better not be that guy. And that goes with that goes with anybody. That goes with any team's best player. Like I'm going to make somebody else other than their best player beat me. And I think there's too few teams that exist at any level basketball that are willing to make three to four passes to find an open shot on any given offensive possession. So if they come down the court and they run cross screens and wide screens to get Zach the ball on the post. And if we're going to double every time down the court or we're strategic with it, sometimes we double, sometimes we don't like, I would be willing to make a bet that they are not going to consistently make three to four passes to find an open three. Cause you're inevitably going to be out of position, but I think you got to make them – if they're going to come in here and and bang a bunch of threes to beat us on our home court, you clap your hands and move on to the next game. They're they're the number one team in the country for a reason. But I'm not letting Zach Eady just catch it, go one-on-one, and and beat us at their game. The other thing is – And
3: they're freshmen. They're freshmen. They're young. They're freshmen. And like you're saying, I don't know if they can beat us. And if they do, it's fine. They're a top five team in the country. But I think what Maryland needs to do too is make the game ugly. You can't have Purdue come down, run all their sets, have 25 seconds on the shot clock, because then they will. They'll throw it in, they'll make the pass, they'll make an extra pass, and probably hit an open three. But if you can speed them up, get them out of their plays, press, and that really starts with trying to get easy buckets for us, quick, to set up the press. And if, you, if we make the game ugly, I think we have a shot. But if we let
0: Purdue come down, throw it in, run their offense, it's hard to beat What is guys. What is something that we scouted, Travis, for Carson Edwards and Ryan Klein, that they ran so much of that they don't run this year? They used to run this triple screen. The triple screen. Why, though? Because Be- they had the two best scorers and shooters. They don't run Gunners. it anymore.
1: They're gonna Because you know why? Because those two guys would come off that third screen, and no matter where you were or how you were guarding it, they were raising up and shooting the ball. And yes. they were like, I'm gonna make it, or you might foul me. Or you know what? I might miss it, but I'm gonna come down and shoot it again. And you're right, they don't do that anymore. And Reese, you were talking about that backcourt. Those guys are freshmen. They're also flawed. Because Braden Smith, you wanna make him you make him a yeah. score. Like he wants to he wants yes. to come off the, the, the ball screen and pass and be the, you know, whatever. Make him score. Lawyer can shoot the piss out of the ball, but he doesn't want to dribble.
2: So Braden Smith, go give me 25 to beat us. Bingo. Please, I yes. dare you. And if you do it, hey, good job. Shake, Shake his
3: hand and send them back to Purdue uh, with the win. That's you know fine. what they did?
2: But you said it earlier, this this game scares me because you're a good team. You go and you play Northwestern, those games Sucks. happen. You're in the best team and they're trap games. It's like you, it's hard to get up for. Good teams respond. They don't lose two in a row like this. I know it's better. We're on our home court. But that the loss that they had last week for me is a little deflating.
3: You know uh, Painter's watching a little bit extra film today and he's making his
1: players watch a little bit extra more because they do not want to drop they two did in today. a row. They, they ran swivel, elbow, ball screen, back screen, number 46. They ran that shit 80 times in a row today. Yeah. And then they drove they it they again. Said,
0: <laughs> well, and I think another thing that doesn't suit us well at the moment is at the end of the Northwestern game and then the entire second half of the Iowa game, those teams pressed and they did hard presses and purdue handled both horribly they had three 10 second calls against iowa they turned it over another two times so that's five turnovers and one half against the press then northwestern they blow a 12-2 run for northwestern and a lot of that was attributed to that press and not getting the ball over the half court line fast enough so you know one thing that they're drilling right now is how to beat that press and they are flawed The way Purdue has beat presses in the past, and I've always blamed Painter for this, and I think he's one of the best coaches in the country, but he has his point guard on an island. The same thing happened with PJ, and PJ is one of my best friends, so every time it would happen, I'd lose my brain because he'd get turnovers because nobody comes back to the ball. He expects the guard to beat it, and if they do that with Smith on the road and that crowd starts suffocating a little bit, It'll feel really tight. I'm I'm assuming they will not play that way, and that they'll have a different type of press break.
2: I think anytime you play Purdue and Maryland's been great at this this year. Like you got to junk the game up, you got to speed it up, you got to play in transition. Oh, yeah. If this becomes a half court game, that's advantage Over. Purdue. And I think every team has kind of figured that out at this point. Yeah,
3: I agree. I completely agree. Um, and one I other think? thing is, if you're Purdue this is a huge game maryland has won 10 straight big 10 games if you went at maryland home, this is home, obviously home a quad Street, home. oh yeah i've won 10 straight big 10 home games thank you and if you're purdue that's a quad one win that's huge for the tournament trying because they're trying to get a one seat in the Absolutely. tournament you want to be the lead mm-hmm. you want to have that thing near your home the number one and yeah, go we'll on to in, Final I'm
1: clocking we, we probably won't get to it today we'll, we'll get to it eventually um but we I feel like we keep talking about like guys who used to play these schools, guys who play now. The talent level this year in the Big Ten is not what it has been in the past.
0: There's it's not, there's now. not many guys. Like there's, there's Zach and there's Trace, but then who else is a guy? Who's going to be first team? Jameer's a guy. He is. He, I mean, he is very, yeah, very Ohio good. State.
1: We used to play guys. Freshman from Ohio State. We used to State. play guys
2: day in day out. I know. It was Ohio dudes. State, it was it was like ten. two or
1: three dudes on a team. Right. Like, yeah.
2: dude, I. I hate to say it, I feel like that's kind of a thing across college basketball, though. Like it's there's not as many like just straight up single studs. Like there, I feel like there was in the you, past. Like,
0: but you know what's tough about that, and I hate doing this because I do it too. Do you guys go watch high school games and you think, what the hell is that? I would have gave them forty. It's bullshit. You know, and then the generation before like us does. would always say, you guys would never been able to play. In a- I feel like that's kind of a trend. So I never want to say college basketball is falling off because I know if I was in it, I wouldn't feel that way. But like looking at it right now, and I guess there is evidence to prove that. Like how many guys are going to the NBA from the Big Ten? How many guys from Maryland's team will be in the league? And I know that's not something that happens every year. But is there an NBA guy? That was a question. So that can segue into this. One of the questions was Hakeem Hart, should he come back? Is he an NBA guy? And then I'm going to add to that: Do we have an NBA guy on our roster? Awkward.
2: I think we have guys that'll be. I think we have guys that'll be close. I think it's tough to say. Like I, I think Dante would have the most NBA ready body. Uh, Dante, I think, has to prove his shot making ability to play at the next level. I think, like athletically and strength wise, he can. Um, Jameer, any any small point guard going to the NBA, you got to be elite at scoring the ball. Like you got to change games based on being able to put the ball in the basket. Hakeem has really good size uh, for what he does, and it's you know his. I think there's a little bit there to be desired. You know he played really well in that Penn State game, and he's I think for him he's definitely taken a step this year from his production in the past, especially his confidence. Um, but I think there's guys that'll That'll be right there. I don't think there's anyone right now that you're saying is going to get drafted necessarily. My my
1: issue with with thinking the guys in the next level is like to be a good college basketball player, you can be good at a lot of things across the board and not be great at anything. To stick around in the NBA, you have to be great at something: shooting, defense, ball play, you know, making plays, whatever the fact, whatever it is. And I look at our guys, and I don't know if there's they're consistent enough at one thing to be pros right now. Like, Hakeem is, like, he's, we know he can make shots, but he hasn't been quite consistent enough as a jump shooter to say, like, oh, when he gets to the next level, he's a 3 and D guy. You know what I'm saying? He, he, well,
2: the, I just think, like, even, like, a guy like, like Dante, like, and this isn't really great comparable. It's the first guy I think of. Isaiah Livers played for Michigan a couple yeah. years ago. He was a four-man. He was a slasher. He played in transition a lot in college. He would hit a three here and there. Like, he's getting minutes right now for the Pistons because he's a three and D wing. Like, he stands in the corner, he makes shots, and he picks up. He plays with really good effort defensively. Like, that is what Dante would have to work himself into. Like, he's athletically superior. He's strong. He can guard. I think he's got a... A little bit better, but I think he has the ability to guard at a high level. It's like literally, he's just got to improve his shot. shot making. You're going to fall into a role in the NBA. You're, you're,
1: the only difference between those two guys is in college. Livers, if you left him open, he was making shots. Like yeah. if you left him open, he was making shots. Tell you, leave him open right now. He might make it. He it, might come. It depends up short. on the day.
2: Yeah, it does. It depends on the day. Streaky. He's streaky. And, right. and
1: there's there's three things
0: in the NBA in my mind. You have your superstars. You have your specialists. And you have your parasites. And obviously superstars, KDs, those guys, max contracts. Then you have your specialists that just are complete knockdowns. But in order to be a knockdown, you have to be able to play defense too. Hence, you know, a Duncan Robinson. You can't still be a guy that runs out there and in the playoffs they're saying, okay, I want that guy and you can't perform being that guy that gets switched out on LeBron. You got to at least slow him down. You're not going to stop him every time. And then there's the parasites that, you know, they're just on teams and then they'll go get another team and then they'll go get another team and to be honest that's potluck um in in my opinion so unless you're one of those three guys which the last one you can't rely on or you know you can't train to be a guy that just luckily makes contract after contract after contract and you're like how the hell is that guy still in the league you got to be a specialist in something and superstars are are one out of every you know hundred thousand hundred million
2: Going back to the Hakeem, I think Hakeem has good size and length, and he can shoot it. It's just you know, the other areas that that this year have been coming along. I think he's going to be a guy that will be that will have a chance. Yeah, he'll, he'll get workouts and he'll travel around, and from there, it's you know what type of player is he going to turn into at the next. How'd level?
0: you make the NBA, Kev? Like you look at it, you're you're a sophomore I, in college. You had a good year. You it wasn't crazy, but you had a really good year. How'd you make the NBA?
2: yeah i mean it's so long i mean we could talk about this for half an hour have a whole pot on it like just dumb it down i played really well at the combine like i was not on draft boards uh i went and did a couple workouts and played my ass off at the combine made shots showed the ability to play make a little bit hopefully it wasn't a liability too much defensively (laughs) um but like there's and i tell people like if i couldn't shooting the ball is what keeps me in the nba all the other things are just supplements that hey he's you know, he's more than just that but i'm well aware like if, if i all of a sudden became a 30 a percent three-point shooter like i i would not be on the court anymore so there's there's certain things that like like travis said you have to be good at you have to be really good at one thing in the nba and do a lot of other things pretty well but if you don't have one thing that you excel at more so than most of the other guys on the court like you're it's it's tough to stick and they're you go herb jones like herb jones he's, he's, he's the longest lankiest he's a special he and guards and shit like like every team needs someone like him you you need a, a clint capella like that guy is an elite rim runner rim protector like you could find any niche you want on any team but clint capella isn't bringing the ball to the court he's not breaking a press like it's just like i'm not going and i'm not i'm not blocking shots i'm not guarding your best player but don't leave me open yeah exactly <laughs>
1: Yeah. that's a story see, that's a story time we're gonna we, ha- we have to do that story time eventually of we're, that gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have a we're, we're gonna have a full
0: podcast on kind of kind of that because i won't lie if you don't know and it's not some crazy and, no it is crazy like it's his crazy. evolution from the end of sophomore year and i still remember when we played xavier in your your you know, finger got all screwed up. And that was the first time I talked to my, and you buried a three. My first time I thought to myself, okay, this guy is, is big, big time. And then he starts, you know, playing the next season and he shoots it really well and he's productive and he can bring the ball up. And then you put him in the, um, in floppy action. He's coming off screens and he's hitting shots, you know, and you start seeing it a little bit. And then you get to the end of that. And, you know, when he tells that story, it's, it's pretty phenomenal how quickly Everything happened. So uh, it's interesting. Um, but that's for another time because we're running out of time. One last question for you guys. Uh, this was asked, worst away trip experience? This is
2: word on campus, by the way. Worst? I always think when I go, when I go to away trips, I immediately think, who had the worst hotel I have some, but mind. I'm talking so overall. I'm talking story. game
0: two. I'm talking like we got our ass kicked because I know who had the worst hotel. I mean, it was Plains. Penn State's hotel was shit. Penn yeah, State, the Nittany Line Inn, bro. They didn't even have Wi-Fi. It's horrible. Like in their bed, sucked, dude. I felt like I was in in 1700 like Plymouth, getting off the Mayflower.
1: Honorable mention though. Do y'all remember Purdue? We stayed in that tropical hotel. That with had the, the water park. That had the and, water and park. Nima, oh my gosh. Nima was like,
0: bro. Nima was like, big time hotel, big time. And then we ate dinner <laughs> we there. Bro, and I, I'm picky about like oh cleanliness God. of food. I said I looked at Mello or who no, I think it was uh, I think it was you, Travis. I looked at you and I was just like, we're getting we're getting pizza tonight. we were eating dinner. I don't nuggets. give a fuck. But any Sorry for throwing the F bomb. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not eating a 19 pound over burnt i was just terrible it was the worst thing i've ever experienced
1: i i <laughs> ate two dino nuggets and eight uncrustables for dinner that night <laughs> and and i and i and i washed it down with 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 a with, uh, fruit by the foot <laughs> and i we probably got that's part
2: about the best did. the best part about the road was the the snack room remember kyle would set up all the snacks and it was like a mad rush for the chips like we're (laughs) we're all going in there crushing chips that elevator Uh, ride
0: was the the most anticipated elevator ride after after we got through our stretching and stuff like that we'd get on that elevator and everybody knew where they were going you know, everybody text. knew we were heading to the snack room to go get the pretzels, the Uncrustables, especially the chocolate Uncrustables, those things slapped. You know, the grape jelly we'll uncrustable. It, it didn't matter. And then, you know, there was always that one guy, typically like a Daryl, that would just grab stuff and just throw <laughs> it everywhere and break, you know, break the boxes open and just screw with people. But for the most part, oh, that was tackle football in there. Josh was sick. I was hitting people in the nuts. A, I have a real Josh quick. was
2: sick. We didn't. I didn't get to tell this with with Daryl. I have a quick story. I ruined with Jared Nickens my second year. And Daryl was like a little kid. We talked about how much he like, used to smile and just screw around with people. Daryl was a kid. We'd get back from shoot around. And this happened multiple times. We'd get back from a shoot around and like you're sweaty and you go back to your room and you still have your, all your gear on. And the MO is like you change in your room, you put your loop out in the hallway, the, the equipment guys come pick it up. So... I would, all, I would always let Daryl, like, into our room. Him and Jared had, like, a funny, close relationship. And he would always come to our room, and Daryl would, like, get under the covers in Jared's bed, like, all sweaty and, like, with his socks on. And he would just, like, sit there, like a kid, like, waiting for Jared to come out and react. And this like, Jared used to get so pissed. Like, come out and, like, want to fight him. And, like, bro, get out of my bed because we're always, like, you take a nap during the day and this happened and Daryl would just like sit there and giggle and laugh I have so many videos of it but he would just like he would lay in his bed all sweaty with all his clothes on
0: people like Daryl would come into our room and he like would just stand there and just like stare at us he wouldn't say a word but like he would just sit there and stare at us and like I would take a nap and I'd wake up and he'd still just be like staring at me giggling like how'd you sleep how'd yes, you sleep never... daddy drew I was like, I was like <laughs> i think good he called you that he called you that he oh, called you that. he's whispering true. in my ear he's like daddy true how are you big boy I'll oh say, you're exposing daryl
1: that's what you though. he I could never so.
3: be bored though he could never be bored he would always have find my someone last to talk year to. and he loved josh last too. year
1: if you had asked everybody on the team who their best friend was i think eight nine ten of the guys would said daryl he was yeah. he Agreed. was he was
2: and then he left and then he left everyone
0: he, he wanted needed to leave he needed to change that role he did his job shot it well yeah i would agree fulfilled his duty yeah he he was one of those guys that you could tr- like you you just trusted like no matter what it was if he, if because he has a story too and when he comes on he can he can choose to tell his story but he can relate to so many walks of life so if you felt a certain type of way he was a good guy to like just go talk to so you know we, we talk about him being a kid he had the giggly childish side he had the you know i'm from baltimore blah 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 side and then he had the you know the sensitive like hey you know i, I feel you and somebody that you could really really trust yeah. um so yeah uh so real quick since we are we're literally on the neck of time um worst worst road game though period do you guys have one that comes to mind because i do penn state we got whooped i heard the nittany Lion.
3: i we me and drew bet what 70 times i think we heard 130 it, The nittany, nittany lion roar and
0: rawr. then we got in halftime at that game people forget we were we were to kevin i don't know if you were on the team there no you definitely yeah. weren't Do you remember was that what sticks it, oh wow we, we had people that were nose to nose i mean at halftime people were about to get to brawl i mean
1: it was embarrassing That's what Penn State does to you, man. That place is – that's where dreams go to die.
0: Dude, there's nothing worse than walking into a gym right after you just played Michigan State at home, 17-5 in the crowd. You knew that, hey, you know, we're about to kill a a 30-stack of Natty Lights. We're about to do all sorts of stuff. Um, And then three days later, you're walking into Penn State with 10 fans. And for whatever reason, Penn State always, like, was hyping around like they were – like the players were good, like they're talking shit, and they're two and ten. I always, I loved reminding them that you guys might make the NIT this year. You know, it was one of those. So I always thought that was the the worst road experience for me, besides Purdue's Mickey Mouse Hotel when we went to Chuck E. Cheese for dinner.
2: <laughs> I would, I think, we went to uh, we went to Florida my sophomore year. Uh you know, we 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 didn't play in. We didn't play the non-league games that really necessarily got you like super excited. So we went down to somewhere in our second year, yeah. and we played St. Bonaventure first, who uh beat the fuck. Didn't out. have Jalen Adams, who's who didn't have. They didn't have. Bro, <laughs> it was one of those games like their star player went out, and we're like, oh we're gonna be, we should have beat these guys by twenty. Now we're gonna beat them by thirty. And they beat us in that gym, and that was just like, I feel like that kind of turned that trip pretty miserable. You remember where so we went right like after that, too? that was too. one of my worst. Cues, baby. We,
0: we didn't go home. We went to Syracuse. That's for another story as well. That's going to be – that's one of my favorite Kevin stories of all time. All right, we are, we are running extremely late. I apologize. If you've listened this far, you're the man. Uh, we will continue with these type of stories. We're fired up. We're excited. We got Purdue – and then I think we got Nebraska. Guess what, Nebraska? We're going to beat the living shit out of you. Purdue, it's going to be a good game. <laughs> score the ball, get into the press, create pressure. Braden Smith, if you're hearing this, please score 25. That's the only way that you're going to win, big boy. Four shots, four CSU, turn the ball over. This is another episode of Old Turps Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Tune in next week. This is Kev, Andy T, Reese Mona, Travis Falman, Dream team, how great are we? Get up, uh. These are vegetables, kids.
1: Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving die-hard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.